Hi, this is Jim. And this is Bax. Check out our podcast, The Step Over, Liberty Ballers Podcast Network, for all of your Sixers' needs. Player analysis, game breakdowns, who would look coolest in a headband, and more. Subscribe to Liberty Ballers Podcast feed on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts, and check out The Step Over, a podcast about Sixers basketball. Mostly. Hey everybody, how you doing? Well, that's good. Welcome to the Broad Street Hockey Post Game Live. My name is Bill Matz. I am your director of fun and games for the evening. Oh boy, when things go wrong for this team, boy, do they go wrong. Um, you know, first period, they really didn't look that bad. They're competing. You know, uh, that, that good penalty kill, we, we thought we had that penalty kill fixed. What did they end up today? Uh, Jets were three of six on the power play. I think they were three of three at one point, but I, man, I actually think Dave Haxtell tried to use that, uh, that goalie change as like a timeout. Uh, he'd probably seen enough of Neuvert too. Um, first two goals. It's not like they were soft per se, but like he could have put up a little more resistance, I think. And the third one, he just needs to glove that. Uh, Provorov can't assume he needs to stick with his man as well. But um, he just needs to hold on to that, keep it in his glove, squeeze it, and it gets by him. Uh, Hackstall uses the time to uh, change his goalie. Neuvert allows three goals on ten shots in his second start of the season. Um, I, I don't disagree with it. Uh, you know, Stoli's been playing well. You're trying to spark the team, but – it did not work, fam. Um, and actually, I, I always we, – we criticize Dave for, you know, not utilizing his timeouts and things like that all the time. I think he tried to do that today. And it just, it just, didn't, it just didn't really work out. Um, the goalie switch did not have the intended effect because, yes, they're losing 3-1 at the time, but they're not playing poorly. Man, as soon as that third goal goes in – Air comes out of the balloon. It's over. The game ended at three to one for the Flyers. They're like, "Yep, not our day, I guess." And just one of those things. I, man, you you can't get blown out this much. At least it wasn't at home. Like I, it's it's not nearly as embarrassing as like the eight to two because I can point to things that were good at least early on. But my God, how do you let it's the end? How do you let up seven, seven, like uh, seven? The Eagles don't have seven right now. It's just very frustrating when this team shows you what they can be. Just yesterday, they showed you that they're capable. And Buffalo's in a bit of a slump right now, but they had just one 10 in a row. They're good. They're skilled. Um, it, it, It was a good win for the Flyers yesterday. Good team win. But I think we saw a bit of, uh, I think we saw a bit of my concerns with the Giroux centering JVR and Konechny long-term. Um, you're, they're going to get pinned in the zone a little too much. I just, I don't like Giroux being the only one doing the heavy lifting in the defensive zone, uh, with two guys not necessarily known for their defensive play. Uh, when he's out there with Couturier, it's, you know, Giroux, who's a decent two-way player and Couturier, who's a very good two-way player. And it, it really works out. Uh, you can utilize Giroux's skill up on the wing when you have him down low at center. It's just, he's got to do too much, uh, and he's going to get pinned down. And that's what happened. I, you know, it was one game yesterday. This is one game today. Hopefully, Couturier's back in there on Wednesday. I haven't heard anything uh, about Couturier's injury. Maybe there'll be an update uh, during this. But, yeah, just a shitty game. I don't know really how else to analyze it. Um, you know, 
what was the yeah after one let me see the shot totals here yeah after one flyer flyers have 17 shots in the first period um you know of course they give up 19 mostly in the second part of the second period and then it's it's they you know they end up winning the shot battle 37 35 but did they really because i didn't see them have the puck after the third goal i barely remember the flyers having the puck after winnipeg scored its third goal uh just a bummer of a game just a real letdown uh it's the third one in four nights for the flyers the back end the back to back traveling blah 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 we know all the excuses and in a vacuum you can almost accept them except the season doesn't happen in a vacuum. It happens in the context of the rest of the season. And when you've seen these problems all be big problems before, you know, getting up after a good performance, the penalty kill, letting down after some things don't go your way, even if you're playing overall kind of well. Uh, and it's just the same when this – those are like the three big – and special teams. Let's, I can't even just point out the penalty kill. Because up until today, it had been good in the last few games. And the power play continues to be dreadful. Uh, 0 for 2 today and just not getting it done. These are your best players. The power play is when your best players are on the ice and you have a man advantage over the other team. You need to get it done. And they just are not. They are failing at that right now. And it's a big problem. Uh, like I said, I don't really have that much more. So let's turn it over to you. 150 people here. That's awesome. And it's going up. So, yeah, let's turn it over to you. See how long this goes today. Uh, yeah, terrible second and third. Unbelievable. Um, unbelievably bad, especially uh, after that third goal. Turning the corner, baby. Yeah, that's why I got tweets and people, you know, were on here talking yesterday. Excuse me. Still a little... Still a little sick, but getting through it much, much better than I was. Um, yeah, people talking about turning the corner yesterday. I thought it was a good jumping off point for some individuals. But as a team, I've thought that, okay, they're going to build from here, from this one. This is the good one. Go from here. I thought that like four times already this year. And I just needed to see, you know, back to back, at least even if they lost today. You know, Winnipeg's a good team. There's no shame in losing to Winnipeg. Um but I just needed to see more. You know, this wasn't even close to what they had to do to show me that they're turning the corner. I mean, they got their asses kicked uh, for two periods today just because they're just – they just let it get to them. They just – as soon as one thing goes wrong, like, okay, Michael Neuvert didn't have the best day. Yes, you let in three goals on ten shots when you're dominating in the shot battle at that point, but – you just have to keep going. You just have to keep fighting, and the team didn't do that today. Uh, and again, I'll actually at least credit Dave Haxtell for trying because we usually just you know criticize him for doing nothing, and it, it's warranted because often he just does nothing. But the um, you know the goalie switch was kind of a pseudo timeout, and it gets a you know a goalie who'd been good for you and the team who had uh, the team has had confidence in Stolars, and I think that's shown lately. Uh, but it just didn't work today. It was the it had the opposite effect for whatever reason. As soon as I, I keep saying, as soon as Winnipeg got that third goal, game over. This game just showed how important it is to have a good coach and a good goalie. We started this game off. Um, man, yeah, I lost that. But uh, yeah, the goaltending hurt them early, and it, it's the thing they they let snowball on them, and it just looked like same old Flyers, like. Oh, yeah, they're down a couple. They're just 
Ugh, they hate this one. And I, th- and uh, yeah, Dave Haxtell's not a good coach. So I, I just do want to say, I did, I do think he tried something today. Didn't work and too little, whatever. Uh, he can only, you don't want to start Stolars back to backs, I guess. But if it was 27 and a half minutes in, I'm going to pull Neuvert. Well, guess what? You should have started Stolars. Um, I, I, you know, if it was, if it was this, if this was just Neuvert's game and you're going to let him eat the whole thing. Um, that's one thing, but you took him out less than halfway through the game. So clearly Stolarz was good to go. Um, I don't get why he didn't start then, but it's just, this team has to figure out how to get it going after things don't go their way. And every now and then they do, but there just are too many blowouts, too many of these games that you can point to a time and place and go, yeah, game ended there. And, uh, you know, Winnipeg kept playing and the Flyers didn't. Maybe the team bought into the lose for Hughes motto. <laughs> That's the I don't know if they have to tank to get into the lottery. They'll they'll probably need some lottery luck to get into that, you know, upper echelon. But at this point, um, I'm just not seeing it. I'm not seeing the spark in this team. That's we're gonna go on a prolonged three week. Yeah, we're a good team. Uh, run like you like we've seen out of them when they make their runs. You know, in in the second half of seasons, and they flipped the switch before. It's totally possible, but they're digging themselves a freaking hole right now. Who's blaming Simmons? I, I I get wanting to shake up the core if people are saying trade whoever because this core needs a shakeup and Simmons or Voracek or whoever are the you know number one are, are the number one trade candidates. I understand it. But blaming it Simmons isn't why they lost. Why can't this team just lose three to two? I, that's, I, it's unbelievable. As soon as one thing goes wrong, it all blows up. When is it that you record one of these recaps about shitty games and save your voice repeating yourself? Uh, you know. Uh, yeah, I, I think about that sometimes. I really do. Uh, like. I, I come in here and I just I I want to do half an hour, forty five minutes, an hour, whatever. And after five minutes, I'm like, what? What is there really to say about today? They got shitty goaltending to start, and Chris says, uh, Chris Denard says right here, soup cans and net, no more excuses. No, that's they they basically have very little in net. And I, I don't want to blame Stolars for what happened today. Uh, he's coming in when he thought he was going to have the night off, and I really just don't think. Uh, uh, 21, uh, four goals on 25 shots, uh, you know, not good. But if you look at the goals, it's it's not on him. And, again, I don't think Neuvert was the worst I've ever seen him today, but just very little resistance. And that's one thing I've really enjoyed about Stolarz is um, when you hear about goalies who don't give up on one. Stoli is a fighter in there, and I really enjoy watching him play the position. Uh, he's big. He takes up space, and they just—they uh, need to run with him at this point. It's gonna—I know he's coming off the injuries. I don't know how much confidence they have in him to be able to string together a bunch of games. But that said, uh, they let him play three and four, so they let him play three games in four nights. Granted, he only played about half the game tonight, but or today, but um, you still let him do it. So I guess it's going to be off and running with Stolars. 
just give him the chance. Uh, ride or die with him at this point, I guess. When you get Elliott back, uh, go tandem, I suppose. I don't, I don't, I don't know what the solution is in that right now, other than, other than, uh, hope Stolarz is good and Carter Hart is everything we think he is. Q wants to spend Christmas with his family. Coaching change will happen after that. I wonder, I know he wants to, I, I've heard, everyone's heard the Christmas at home thing, and it makes sense. He's been running a team since like the mid-90s. Um, he wants the holidays to himself. Totally understandable. I wonder if he wants the whole season, because he's, he's going to make six million bucks this year to sit on his ass. And it would be really hard for me to turn down six million bucks to sit on my ass, especially when I know, like, as soon as I want a job, I'm going to have one. I uh, I don't want a job, and I could have five right now, you know? Uh, it, I would love to see him or any coach come in after the holidays, uh, whatever. But I want, I just, I foresee this being written out until the end of the year. Um, just because I, uh, whether Q is the guy or not, I, I wonder if he wants to coach after the holidays or just wait to get a fresh start. Uh, I also like, man, coach Q, <laughs> He's a championship coach. He's going to have his pick of jobs. I don't know. Is is this really what – is this really the situation he's looking – I don't know. Saturday, Flyers fans have all the answers. Sunday, the Flyers change the questions. Yes, they are, uh, they are very much the Roddy Piper of hockey teams. <laughs> Jesus, that's a little – that's a little – you don't need to – we don't need to murder Michael Neuvert. I think we can just – like put them on waivers or something, guys. It's a little, a little far. Uh, need better leadership. Team has no emotion, no heart, no physicality. I mean, but they did yesterday. It's they played shitty today. I, you know, they had plenty of all of that yesterday. Hey, th- hey, Bill. Thanks for showing up today, even though the team didn't. Uh, Noivy needs to go. Yeah, I've seen all I need to see from Michael Noivert. I don't care if it's injuries. I don't care if when he's healthy, he's good. I just don't want to watch him anymore. The way I was going on and on about Andrew McDonald yesterday, how like I've I've basically stopped criticizing him, and then when I see it, like I, no, I just can't take it anymore. I I can't take it with Michael Neuvert anymore. What's the point? What are we doing here? What is the point? Hey, Bill, do you think Fletcher will shake things up after today's pounding? Hack shake up the lineup. There's only so much you can do with the lineup. I mean, you know, he gets Veroni in there today. It's good to give him a shot. Uh, kid can skate. He's got some upside. I mean, he's 28. He's not really an NHL player, I think. On a fourth line, he gives you a little bit. But we have plenty of guys who do that already. It's I, I don't think he's any better than Jordan Wheel or whatever. Um, he's... Uh, if they want to use him, use it, whatever. I, I, with Couturier out, there's only so much you can do with the lineup, and there's only so many ways you can set the combinations. Players just got to go out and do something at some point. Fletcher shake things up after today, though. Um, I wonder if he's just waiting, like the coach, till after the holidays, waiting to really see what this team's place in the standings is going to be. Like, do you want to make a move to go get something immediate? Or do you want to sell uh, and not like sell for futures, but kind of <laughs> like um, Simmons would probably be futures or something. But if you could get a younger 
guy for Jake Ford. I want like an NHL ready guy if he's borderline AHL NHL, but he could play in the NHL like that kind of um, that kind of deal for a Voracek or something like that. I think he's going to wait a little. Um, I was looking at what Holmgren did when he took over. Uh, what was it in 06? Yeah, it was 07 when he started. He, he really didn't, you know, Holmgren kind of sat back and waited uh, when he got the job. And then around the deadline is when he really started making his moves. Of course, they sell Forsberg and have that whole, uh, you know, string of moves with uh, with Nashville that gets them uh, eventually, you know, it eventually leads to Upshaw and then Hartnell and teaming in and all that. But uh, I, I wonder if he's just going to wait a little just to get a better – just to have a more a, a more solid idea of what this team's place in the standings is just to make the appropriate moves and not do something stupid. Because as much as he wants to be aggressive, I don't know if he wants to just start doing shit for the sake of doing it. Because, again, that is what got the Flyers into this, into the problem Hextall had to dig them out of. Uh, something needs to be done. I'm not saying do nothing. Um, eventually. I, I just don't want to do panic shit when, you know what, if this is just a lost year and we just kind of let it get away from us, um, ride it out, take advantage of the good draft position. I'm not saying tank. That's not what I want. I don't think you need to. I don't think you're going to get into the top of the draft without some luck. Maybe they'll get lucky. Teams get lucky sometimes. Fucking Edmonton's got like five first overall picks in the last decade. So teams just get lucky sometimes. Um, but take advantage of the good draft position and, Go from there. I mean, this is a this is an organ. We've seen it. We saw a team go twenty two and sixty, and then go to the Eastern Conference Final the following season. So, I I, I wonder if he's just going to wait about shaking things up. That's some small tweaks here and there. Uh, as as uh, Teddy Grandmaster Fletch, let's make some moves, even if they are small. Some small things here and there. If you want to do some fringe moves try to get some of that value in the margins kind of stuff. I have no problem with that. I'm just, the major shakeup move, I think, at this point, it might be worth waiting a month. I'm not saying don't do anything. I'm just saying wait a month, see what really is appropriate. Didn't see it. Who got to start in net? Neuvert started, played about 27 minutes, uh, gave up three goals on 10 shots. Stolars came in and did what he could, but it was uh, – the Flyers weren't playing in front of him at that point. The league needs to reevaluate and change how they deal with the penalty Haig took. Stuff happens out there. Um, you know, you run someone from behind, you're going to get the gate. But, uh, yeah, who, um, who was it? Was it Tanev? I can't even remember who he hit at this point. Uh, I have the box score right in front of me. I guess I could look it up real fast. Where are you at? Where are you at? Where are you at? Uh, Kyle Connor. Right, right, right. Uh, he got the, he hit Kyle Connor. Um, yeah, he turned and all that, but you still can't do it. It's frustrating. Uh, the league's always going to err on the side of caution. It's the goaltending. They need a solid goalie to come out big every night. That is, it's, uh, it's the goaltending on more than one level because, because this team struggles with its, confidence or flow or whatever is the issue like they need to know what they're not going to surrender a goal every time they turn it over because turnovers happen you know uh and they just don't have that confidence in Neuver at all and that's very clear 
But I really did think, okay, goalie switch, here we go. It's the guy you've been confident in. Let's just get it back together, get back to the way we were playing in the first period, and you can at least make a game of this. You can at least show that you are a competitive team, and that is not what they showed tonight. It was the opposite of that. Where's Ava? Great question, Luke. Great question. Uh, she's at home or something. I don't know. Uh, goaltending, goaltending, goaltending. I agree. Uh, let's deal Jake. No heart, no jam. Jake is a frustrating player to watch, man, because he, uh, he's got a ton of skill. Uh, and he did something I really, really liked today. I've always wanted Jake to go to the net more, and he got that deflection goal in the Sanheim shot. Um, but if you're looking for a major shakeup, he's the big price tag guy um, with the no move, with without a no move or no trade. He, he's he doesn't have any restrictions on his deal. Simmons has the ten team no trade, I believe. Uh, G, of course, the full no move. Um, it leaves. Jake as the as the guy people are going to point to. Uh, like I always say, I'm not against it. I'm not saying never, ever trade Jake Voracek because nobody is really on unti- Like, this is a team that traded Eric Lindros. This is a, like, we've, tra- who hasn't this team traded, you know? Um, but just remember, there are guys better than Jake Voracek, but not a ton. It's not a big list. Uh, he frustrates the shit out of me too. And that's why I say, if you want to move him, I'm not saying no. I'm just saying when teams move guys like him, it's especially when it's for like a defenseman, man, that defenseman turns out to be like Chris Russell. You know, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's like the Taylor Hall trade for, uh, fuck now I'm blanking on the dude from Jersey. Um, you know what I'm talking about? Uh, you know what I'm saying? It teams, uh, the Seth Jones trade, I guess was, uh, that was a good one. That one kind of worked out for both ways. That was, um, you know, Nashville, just so many goddamn defensemen. They just freaking grow them in a garden out back. Did the D just let Stoli get shelled? Yeah, it was a lot of uh, – Stol- uh, Stolarz wasn't uh, – he was he fought in there. I, I won't say he was as good as he's been, but honestly, like, he's facing it, 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 like two on O's and shit. Like, what's he supposed to do? What kind of punishment you expect from the league for the Hague hit? Um, I think the game misconduct is – I think that's the fair price. I, I I always want it sorted out on the ice. I always prefer – supplemental discipline to me is when either a penalty isn't enough or a penalty wasn't assessed. When you miss – you know, when, when, what time was the penalty? Um, it's at the end of – it's at the end of the uh, second period. So he misses uh, a period plus of hockey. Um, I, I think that's enough. Uh, a game misconduct is is a five minute major. What you know? It's yeah. That's that's just enough for me. I think um, maybe a fine or something, but I, I I don't I don't see it being more. Uh, does anyone feel lost? The team, that team has no direction right now. It's, they seem like a rudderless ship. Um, just the win one, lose one, just constant. What are they? What are they really? 
why can't you string together two good games? Why is it so hard for you to put together two solid performances? Stoli should have started no cold goalies. I guess there's an argument for that, that Neuvert just hasn't played and putting him in there today, how was he supposed like, – in what world was Neuvert going to perform well today? If you were just hoping to win 5-4, I guess, um, you know, that – okay. But usually that's not the way games go. So, yeah, I, that's, a, that's a good point. What, in what world was, was Neuvert going to do well today? Are we basically fucked right now? I mean, yeah. I've just seen this team be able to turn it around. I do wonder if this could just be one of those lost years uh, that happen. They do happen. Um, But I've seen this team turn it around, and if they get solid goaltending, they win. That's what happens. When they get solid goaltending, they tend to win games. Uh, But... They, they have a lot of trouble stringing that together. Didn't we say multiple times throughout last season that Noivy played his last game as a flyer, yet here he is playing? Yeah, I'm shocked by it. I'm honestly shocked by it. I really thought that the organization just had enough. He just can't stay healthy. I really did not expect Noivert to suit up for the orange and black this year. Yet here we are, as you point out, here we are. The first period was a perfect example of what happens uh, to a game when one team gets key saves from their goalie and the other team does not. Yeah, there is something to the timeliness of saves. I think clutch is subjective, and so it's overblown sometimes. But like we got from Stolarz just yesterday, that first period could have gone to shit real fast. But Stolarz, even though they give up the two, even though he gives up the two, like it could have been four. It could have been just like the previous Buffalo game, but he makes enough saves to keep the team in it, and the team eventually gets it going. Boom, they score six unanswered. And you see it with Hellia Buck at one end today and Neuvert at the other. Um, you know, the team responds. Flyers have a dominant first period, and then all hell breaks loose. We should have saved some goals from yesterday. The old uh, the old uh, Phillies, the old Phillies offense. They, yeah, they had 12 today, so... Don't bother watching tomorrow. Fire Hackstall. Why not, Lori? Why not? This was the exact opposite of yesterday's game. It certainly was. Hi, Bill. You demand. Thank you, Phil. Uh, it honestly amazes me. We go for, uh, into the first intermission down 2-1, and the next thing you know, we got a knee at our throat. It's They just let things snowball, and Hackstall talks about it. He said, like, his stoicism – his trying to remain even keeled behind the bench is a lot of him realizing that this team, for whatever reason, gets quote unquote overly emotional. Uh, and he wants to, uh, and it can be good and bad, but it, it certain it doesn't work because one bad thing becomes a disaster so quickly for this team every time. Just tragedy. Oh, yeah, well, we're down three to one. Oh, yeah, we lost. We gave up seven. What? No, that's a four-goal difference. <laughs> three to one and seven to one are two totally different things. Uh, uh, turnover for checks 
interviews, I, I don't know if that works, man, are so frustrating to listen to, so nonchalant. I, I tend not to listen to what the guys say. Uh, Dvorak usually says more than most players. Um, he's just kind of dry. That's just how he speaks. Um, I, he, that's just him. Um, but when you couple it with the way it sometimes looks he plays, I understand. But, but as a rule, I just tend not to care about what guys say. I care about what they do on the ice. Um, you get mad at what guys say, you're just going to be mad all the time because nobody ever says what you want them to say. And when they do, it's cliche nonsense. It's boring as shit. So You need the fired Bischoff T-shirt. I don't really like any of his shirts. I'm always looking. I, I'm trying to, you know, I'm podcast host. I understand supporting, you know, uh, good podcasts and everything. But um, I, I'm not a big fan of, uh, of many of Bischoff's shirts he's got over there. Thoughts on if we get Bob back? Yeah, I mean, why? Why would why would Columbus trade him? He's got two Vezina trophies, and they think they can win the Cup this year. They're just trying to go for it. Yeah, they're second place in the division, 34 points. Um, you know, Bob isn't having the best year, but Maybe that means he'll have a great playoff for the first time. Uh, they're not trading him. Why would they? They're going for it. They know they're losing him, and they know they're losing Panarin, but they'd rather just win some games, which is admirable, I think. I like that. Fuck business. Win. Uh, JVR, Giroux, Konechny, Lindblom, Patrick Voracek, Wheel, Couturier, Simmons, Raffle, Lawton, Weiss. I don't like that for a number of reasons. First, I think today we saw the downside of Drew at center between two guys who aren't that great on defense. I just don't think it's going to work long term. It can work in spurts, as we saw yesterday. Um, but I just think they're going to get pinned in the zone too much. The whole idea of putting Drew and Couturier together, to me, is that while Drew is a pretty darn good two-way player in his own right, what? Where is he most valuable? Where do you get your value from Claude Giroux? In the offensive zone. That's what Claude Giroux does. He sets up scoring chances. That's Claude Giroux. Um, if you have somebody take half of the work of getting there and let him focus on doing the thing he does best, then you get you know the best offensive season of his career, as we saw last year, as we're seeing this year. Um, well, you know, alongside Couture, I know he had the four points yesterday, and that's good. Uh, he, he, it was not close to that today. Uh, I just don't think it's, I just don't think it's going to work. I, I don't see it helping them win more games. And uh, Couturier at three C's. Uh, now Couturier, you want up against one C's. That's the other thing. You want him up against one C's. Do you want Wheel and Simmons out against other teams' top lines? I sure as shit don't. I don't at all. So I, I just I, – I just – this – while it makes them top-heavy, it is the best way forward. They just need their other guys to perform. Nolan Patrick needs to be better. Whoever the hell the 3C is needs to be better. And then you put the fourth line together and just put your best damn players on it. Don't give me this roll shit. Trade Provorov for a bag of pucks. That dude's a pile this year. Looks like he doesn't even know hockey. Josh, 
this is how we end up going, oh, my God, how do we let Patrick Sharp and Justin Williams get away? Oh, my God, all these former Flyers who are so good. Provorov's having a bad year. He's a number one defenseman. You need to let him get through it. I'm sorry. I know you want to change things. Trading the 21-year-old who's capable of playing 25 minutes a night is not the way to go about it. That's a bad idea. It's a terrible take, and you need to change it immediately. He should have started Stolarz. Why play Neuvert? Just because they don't like to start goalies on back-to-backs, and maybe they're not all that confident in, in, in Stolarz's health either. And that's, I know, hilarious, talking about Neuvert and saying they're not confident in someone else's health, but goalies tend not to play back-to-back games. It's just kind of where they find it's, – it's where they find rest for, for starters. Um, they just need better goaltending no matter who it is. Hopefully now, you know, Stolarz can get in there and do his thing. I – I think Stoli would have done better if he started instead of coming in relief for Soupy. Soupy? Okay. Um, yeah, in hindsight, it probably is a dumbass idea to start Michael Neuvert. Um, he's just done. He just can't play anymore. Were we actually close at all to getting flurry around the expansion draft time, or is that just purely rumor? I really doubt it. I just don't see how that would have worked out for Pittsburgh. I seriously don't think our interstate rival would be all that interested in giving the Flyers a number one goaltender. Like, oh, what's the thing you don't have? Oh, here, have it. I I, I seriously doubt that that was uh, – maybe there was a phone call made. Maybe it was, hey, what do you think about X and Y for this? And then you can – you know, but I I, I don't see it. Uh, I kind of felt like heading into the road trip, we needed two out of three Buffalo Jets flames. Now, does it even matter? Is there any postseason for us? This is a a 500 league right now. There's only a couple of great teams. And, yes, the Flyers are, what, 12-13-2? and Is that what? 12-13-3, and I think. But the wild card's 14-10-5, and and it's Montreal who isn't that good. Like, the Islanders are 14-11-3. They're not... They're not going to be good all year. I just – they're not. It's not going to happen. They're not going to be able to sustain this. Um, I think they're better than people give them credit for because while losing Tavares was a big deal, like they have some talent there and now they have a good coach and they seem to have some direction in the franchise, but I just don't think they have enough to sustain this level. Um, if the Flyers get good goaltending in three-quarters of their games for the rest of the way – very possible they get into the postseason. Steve Mason is at home waiting for a phone call. Yeah, that ain't coming. Um, he's not very good. There's no point in first of all, team doesn't like Steve Mason. They don't get along. They don't they don't like how much He would talk about things like, oh, yeah, the power play wasn't too good tonight. We need to take advantage of those opportunities. They just didn't like Steve Mason. It was just a bitter divorce between the organization, between the teammates. It's just Steve Mason's not going to be a flyer again.
Per Bill Meltzer, today was the Flyers' fourth loss by five or more goals. It was also their eighth time either being shut out or held to one goal. They've been shut out four times, held to one four times. Uh, they've scored four plus in 12 in 28 games. Yeah, they, they're just really, really inconsistent, and they just get down on themselves. I think all those numbers are very related. I think it's – they just let it – Vancouver might be a win, might be. This team – you never know. You never know what team shows up. It's could be anything. I'm looking forward to the Flames game just because the Flames are fun to watch. Uh, I'll be doing post-game, I believe, on location. Steph's going away, so I got to watch your dog. Uh, so – I think I'll be doing post-game from not here uh, on Wednesday, but we'll see. Whenever the Flyers blow out a team, bet the house that they'll get blown out the next game. Uh, how often do they blow out a team? Can we get JR as coach? Uh, I hope you mean Jim Ross. No, um, Ronick would be entertaining. I just don't think he'd be a good coach. He'd be entertaining as shit, though. It's one thing to have a goaltender who gets rattled after a goal, but we have a whole team that gets easily rattled. They lose confidence in what – it seems that they lose confidence in each other. Like the offense doesn't trust the defense, the defense doesn't trust the goalie, and the goalie is not playing well, and it all just falls apart immediately. Eagles finally scored a touchdown at least. I have the game. I'm DVRing the game. I'm going to catch it after I'm done all this. Touchdown Alshon. What, did he run it in himself? I can't freaking believe Wentz actually threw to Alshon. That's incredible. Uh, missed the point after. Of course they did. Number one reason Hextall was fired were his goalies. That inexcusable to bring them back this season. Uh, I think the number one reason he was fired is that he just didn't get along with, uh, I think, I think he was just kind of a dick to work with. Uh, I, I just think there were personality clashes in the front office. And the fact that he didn't address the goaltending and he didn't address the penalty kill were really, really good reasons to fire a guy that you wanted to fire anyway. Not saying it was wrong or anything. I just – if they had started their run that they went on last year a month earlier, like this season, he doesn't get fired. Columbus has to go in, uh, go all in this year. Two-star Russians bailing after this year and honestly isn't the greatest thing for the Blue Jackets franchise-wise. Uh, building is, eh, well, you know, whatever. I don't care that much about the Blue Jackets. I'm just saying they're going for it this year. The only reason they haven't made a coaching change is they're waiting for Q after the holidays. Maybe, maybe. Um I wonder if they're going to wait till the end of the year just because if I'm Quenville, I'm not working this year. I'm getting paid $6 million to stay at home. And if he gets another job, it's not like – it's not one of those situations where the Flyers can pay him a buck and, um, you know, Chicago has to cover the rest. It's – you're fired. You can't have two contracts at once. So um, if I were him, I'm sitting out the whole year. Patrick has no confidence this year. Patrick's missing something. Um, he just, man, just needs to do more. Uh, I've been impressed um, 
in the face-off circle. Uh, I, like I always say, I think face-offs are an overrated stat. But it's good to win them. I'd prefer to win them than lose them. Um, situationally, they can be important. I think special teams face-offs are incredibly important. Um, Five-on-five, usually not the biggest thing in the world. Um, but for a player his age to win as many as he does, he's well ahead of the curve there. Uh, but his two-way game is is good. He's He, he had some down times defensively a couple of – like a week ago that were really starting to concern me. But overall, his two-way game's pretty decent. Uh, but I just need – you need to provide some offense here, man. You're the 2C. This isn't – this isn't, you know, get you get to be Sean Couturier um, when the Flyers already have, you know, Giroux and Briere and also Braden Shen kind of going back and forth with Briere as center. Uh we don't have another center. Like, you have to be the productive guy behind the top line. He just hasn't. Everyone on this team outside of Sanheim, Giroux, and TK are underachieving. It's unbelievable all these skilled players are this bad. Just proves it's coaching. Um, coaching will only get you so far. Players got to make plays, you know. Um, but, yeah, I, 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 coaching certainly a problem. I just think it's more than that, too. And we're not bringing up Hart yet. It's not time yet. He's just starting to get his feet under him in the AHL. He's just starting to look like maybe he's going to be consistent in the AHL. It's not time yet. Could you really call Flurry a number one goalie? He just found the fountain of youth in Vegas. Uh, yeah, look at his numbers. He's number one goalie. Why is it that we are never that great against the Western teams? I mean, last year they swept this trip, so who knows? I'm disappointed in Patrick so far this year. He needs to be better to balance out the scoring. It's a big issue. It's why... While Jake frustrates me and while JVR needs to score more, um, wingers need centers. Centers drive their line. We need more effective centers. Those guys got to do a better job. Nice to be minus one on the power play another game. Yeah, that was – so they allowed they allowed three power play goals and allowed a shorty on one of their two power play opportunities – Special teams are killing it's it's special teams and it's goaltending. That's what's killing this team more than anything. And the center depth is a problem. Player deployment and usage is a problem, but special teams goaltending. Fix those two things and this is a team in the hunt at least. That's they're not that far away considering how shitty they are on so many occasions. You know, like it's they're not that far out of it considering they've been blown out five times. I'm 100 convinced. I'm 100 convinced this team will take off, uh, but they enjoy wild card spots, so they're giving themselves a handicap. I've seen this movie before. Uh, they weren't in the wild card last year. Uh, I think they're going to make a run, but sometimes there's just a lost year. Sometimes you just dig a hole and things go poorly. Uh, that said, if they can get what they've gotten out of Stolars, 
for a majority of the season from here on out, they'll probably be right there. Are they inconsistent because of average goaltending? Um, I think it's, yeah, I think all the things you mentioned here are are part of it. I think the goaltending is what weighs on their mind in that, all right, we're playing hard. We're, you know, we're, we're doing the right things. We don't have a goal yet, but we're going to do, we're, we're doing okay. And then a couple of goals go in and they're just like, well, fuck, man. Like, you can't stop one. I, I think it all stems from the goaltending. Um but it's 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 all that. Yeah, it's the it's the coaching, it's the mental makeup of the players, it's it's all of it. But I think it all starts with the goaltender. Might as well keep Hackstall as coach. Hopefully we'll get first pick next year. That's the if you're kind of just looking at it and going, Yeah, this isn't gonna happen if you're the GM take advantage of that. Sell a couple of pieces at the deadline. Just take advantage of your good draft position. Um, uh, you're not going to be able to, you know, like get up to number one probably, but crazier shit has happened. So who knows? Fletcher really got a good look today at all the issues he has to contend with. Yeah, today was a great example of what is – today was a great example of everything that plagues this team. All of the things that frustrate us are what went wrong today. Um, shaky goaltending to start, team loses confidence, power play is no good, gives up a shorty, penalty kill gives up three goals, you get killed. Uh, I think I think today was an excellent example of everything that uh, – Everything that went wrong, everything that he does have to fix. Would love to see a new coach before the Christmas break. If they're waiting for Q and Q really just wants to wait till after the holidays, then you wait till after the holidays. I don't know if Quenville's a cure-all. I think there's other uh... – I would love it. It would be great. He's the big name. It would be a lot of fun. Listen, my podcast would get a ton of listens. The couple of weeks after we hired Coach Quenville. Go for it. Cool. Uh, first of all, I'm calling him Joel. He will not be Joel. He will be Joel Quenville. Um, sorry. Embiid has turned that name into Joel. That's why his name's Joel Farabee. Um, but other than that, yeah. Um, I don't know if – because Q is it, – it really depends on what direction this GM is looking to take. It really does because – if he's going to try to be a little bit patient, just a little bit, I'm not saying we have a four-year plan here, five-year plan here like Hextall, but I, I can't imagine Q doesn't want a job where he's going to contend for a cup immediately. And immediately isn't what's going to happen here. It could be in a year or two. You can make some really smart moves and some really savvy moves and get lucky a little bit, and you can be a really good team in a short order. Um, but I don't know if it's – a year away. Hackstall has to go now, then trade for Price and San Jose Carlson. Why would 
why would they trade us those players? Why would Montreal try to trade Carey Price? Why would San Jose try to trade Eric Carlson? That doesn't make a lot of sense. I will never understand playing Laterra, period. He brings nothing, and he gets PK time. Insanity. I, that's, I, I have no idea, Heather. I, it blows my mind that he's still he – he didn't have a bad start to the year. Uh, as the 4C, he wasn't bothering me, but he's now become ineffective him. And you can have one of he or Weiss in the lineup. And Weiss has been much better, but you still can't have both, man. You still can't have both. Uh, I recently put my notice in from being a Flyers fan, second week as a Jets fan. Big win for my Jets. There you go. It wouldn't even be close to fair to bring Hart up. He just started to look good with the Phantoms. It's not time yet. He's not ready. It doesn't – it wouldn't make any sense. Um, I think it'll make sense sooner than a lot of prognostications. Um, I think it'll make sense at some point this season – but in, you know, what, what the hell is, is on December 9th? No, it doesn't make sense to me. Um, around the trade deadline, maybe it will make sense. Oh, i got to plug this in. Losing battery. Already went much longer than I expected to today. Uh, thank you all for hanging out with me, um, you know, after a shitty game and the Eagles are on. So thanks for hanging out. It Really, uh, it, it, it boosts my ego. I don't lose confidence like the Flyers. I get I, I, I gain confidence on days like today when who the hell wants to talk about the goddamn Flyers? And here you all are hanging out with me uh, talking about the Flyers. So it's cool. Pack up Lappy's office. He's stealing money. Man, it, it, was, it was this close. Oh, the PK is fixed. Rick Wilson's the savior. No, no, no. They just had a couple of good games because nobody lets in goals at the level they were. That's It was just basically luck. Yeah, they looked more aggressive. Yeah, Drew was doing a good job. But at the end of the day, it's just bad penalty killing team. Uh, this may be a stupid question, but I'm going to ask anyway. Do you think being blown out of for a certain amount of times eventually warrants decisions from the front office? I mean, I think it contributed to one major decision they've already made. Uh, and yeah, because the Hextall move was as much a business move as, as it was a hockey move. Hello, I'm Spencer Hall from SB Nation. And I want to tell you about my new show, It Seems Smart. It Seems Smart is a show about people doing things that, for some reason or another, seem smart at the time. Those things might include doing a little cocaine and driving a bike up a mountain. Or, I don't know, maybe racing 100 miles per hour across the country in the middle of the night with no one's permission. Or even stealing a bat from an umpire's room in a Major League Baseball park. Check it out, and if you like it, tell a friend. I'm Spencer Hall. Don't do anything smart.